Yeah, go for it, man. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the much-anticipated, long-delayed, marginal quality episode 100 <laughs> of an apotheosis of a bombast, also known as the Bombast Podcast. I am one of the producers, co-hosts, fellows behind that show. I am Scott Copperman. And with me, as he has been for nearly every episode, uh, I think we may have just been separated maybe two or three times, is mm. Mr. Elton McManus coming through the the intertubes. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm the annoying English guy on the other <laughs> end of the phone. Or, or if you're not from America, I'm the annoying American guy on the other end of the phone. It is, yes, that is true. It's all a matter of perspective. So we're with you once again through the wonders of free programs such as Skype, ka-ching, um, <laughs> call burner. As if, as if we can get sponsorship from them. <laughs> yes. And the wonderful, uh, not quite 100 episode old Rogue 2 Network. Yeah. Uh, we are here. And uh, we're here still alive. It's 2012. Uh, it's not quite D-Day 2012, is it? No, that's December. That's a little while away. So we're, we're doing good at the moment, though. Is it December 21st? Yeah, December 21st, midnight. But nothing's going to happen. No, I, I understand that. But, you know, it, there's the fact that um, you guys do dates in a different order. You know, three, the correct three order, six you mean. is uh, June 3rd for you, and it's March 6th for us. Mm. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where... I challenge the dates a lot of times with some of these predictions, and then I always get hung up a little bit on, uh, as much as you can get hung up, on the artificial elements of um, leap year. You know, mm. I, I highly doubt that, uh, I, don't, I don't know when leap year came into be, but it always makes me sit there and think, ah, you know, so when they predicted this day back in Nostradamus time, that probably means like seven days or what, earlier? A week later. previous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it already happened. Is it earlier or later? If we have an extra day, it, then... It, it should be earlier. Than... Yes. But then, then they were going on calendars of like thousands of days or was it hundreds of years or thousands of years? Who, well, they're star-based calendars, right? That's uh, the main... It's celestially based a lot of times. Yeah. Um, or so, Well, there's the solar calendar. Like Stonehenge, isn't that kind of a... Um, it says the sun moves, uh, sets, sets and sets and rises in a different position. That's how they can kind of measure measure the passage of time. Yes, yeah, the equinox, 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 equinox. Right. And I remember hearing on one of the non-UFO Discovery Channel and uh, History Channel things about how, like, the constellations are different now. I, I don't know if it's a matter of millions. I'm sure millions of years they change, but. Is thousands of years enough for stars to be in a slightly different spot in the sky? Only a wee bit. Not a terrible amount, I would have thought. I don't know. It just it amazes me how how they can, you know, they recreate the observations of, and they make conclusions from these old scientists. But I always wonder, like, well, are they off by something? Kind of like a Hubble kind of mistake of, 
oh yeah, we forgot the effects of gravity and therefore the lens is distorted and mm. whatever the case may be. I don't know. I, it's it's so far out there, it doesn't actually matter, really. It's just nice to get people worked up and wound up about this sort of stuff. Well, I was watching something just recently with my son and they were talking about the all these various predictions and the ancient aliens kind of thing, how you know, you had uh, all, all these different things happening that supposedly aliens were helping people with, and yet there were other things they could not do. They could not deliver a baby without the, the mother dying 60% of the time. You know, they could not correct uh, bad vision. They couldn't couldn't purify water. You know, that the alien, yeah, the aliens were helping them build a pyramid and and uh, teaching them how to create a battery and interdimensional portals, you know, so they can come and visit the home planet. But no, they didn't give them aspirin. Hmm. Yeah. No. No notion of a a solution better than a leech. It'd be cool if they, I don't know, if they did help build pyramids like the Mayan pyramids or the Egyptian pyramids. I think that'd be really cool but why keep coming back to check on us and keep crashing your your spaceships into the ground surely if they can master the flight then that last mile or so they get wrong well there's there's a theory for that it's a very common pop culture theory too that that we're off limits they're not supposed to be coming and checking up on us it's the drunken frat boy taking dad's cruiser Wicked. <laughs> in the middle of the night and crashing or you know the people who are here are here for the wrong you know they're messing with us they're like you know basically the humans with the ants on a under a magnifying glass and yeah you know purposely dumping their drink oh it's the great flood yeah you know, that's what <laughs> the aliens are doing us we're just uh we're the nerds of the universe yeah we're like the sea monkeys of the universe maybe <laughs> Have you seen the stuff? Um, I guess the Voyager probes must be just escaping the the boundaries of the solar. Actually, I think it's getting to the edge of it's the the true edge of the solar system. I think it keeps uh, ducking and diving, as far as I'm aware. I think they they keep hitting the edge of the solar system, and then the grasp of the sun expands ever so slightly. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a pulsating thing. And so they're they're finding patches where they're in interstellar space, and then all of a sudden they're not in interstellar space. <laughs> we're out. No, we're back in. Yeah, we're out. Oh no! But they I, they've had a, a YouTube video that I saw on one site that had the recordings that were on the on those gold discs. Do you remember that? The oh old, yeah. Uh, it, it was it. You know, it was all the people saying hello in different languages. And you know, then the little <laughs> old Atari twenty six hundred looking uh, stick figure of a man and all. So mm-hmm. it was it was interesting. Well, on that um, gold disc, there's actually I, I think there is um, a diagram of hydrogen. I think it is. Mm-hmm. And there's also instructions on on how to play the disc. So if you can work out hydrogen, then you can work. All the way up from hydrogen up to how to play that disc, which I think is quite cool. Do you think it's reasonable to think that 
that someone's going to figure that out. Like, I, I mean, obviously they've decided, you know, it's a fairly simple, it's like, I think it's a lot of binary stuff and it's, it's supposed to be a pretty fundamental uh, language, but I don't know. It just. Well, I think it's more based on if you're a, a carbon life form. If you're something radically different, like a, a silicon life form, you won't recognize. No, you'll see the picture of a man and think, "Oh, food, <laughs> or a tree, <laughs> or a rock, or a car." Possibly, Depending. yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit over my head, to be honest. As if you, you know, probably noticed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But uh, you know, I thought it was interesting, and you know, it's it's really kind of become this forgotten thing, you know, like my son doesn't know anything about the Voyager probes having been launched, you know, other than occasionally coming back as a villain in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad all about that stuff. I, I'm happy to be here on the hundredth episode as well. I'm mm -hmm. not going to bang on about it all the time, but I think it should be recognized that that little zero that has been in front of the two numbers all that time. Do you remember when we sat down about this? I remember, and, yeah. Yeah, should we do two numbers or three numbers? Oh, no, we, we should do three numbers. You never know. We might make it up to 100 one day. Well, that's the thing. If you ever do, then you're sorry. Then it's like, oh, I've got to redo the whole thing. Yeah. You know, this could have been the episode where you turned around and said, look, see, told you. We should have done that. <laughs> done that third number. But now it's ticked over. And this is the official 100. None of this pansy stuff where oh you know we put out other stuff and oh this might be the hundredth episode you know we've had a little count back and mm, maybe this is i don't know i'm not sure is this a hundred episode let's call this the hundredth episode no this is the hundredth episode it is yes i'm not digging out anyway i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> you posers yeah so uh i mean we do have a couple things we didn't have in place before. Um, we do still have the original site. That's still your main home to find Apotheosis of a Bombast at yeah, bombastpodcast.podbean.com. I know some people migrated away. For us, Podbean has been relatively problem-free. There's a little ka-ching endorsement again. Um, we have, as we said, the Rogue 2 network, which you've built up, and Apotheosis of a Bombast is part of that. Yeah, huh? We do have the Facebook page which was, uh, I guess it's probably barely a year old at this point. I don't know. I have a, a big problem in, in diverting people to other people's websites to look at our stuff. Yeah. It really bugs me, but, you know, with Podbean, we're, we're kind of restricted in that sort of thing. And When we first started out, we didn't know head nor tail or what we were actually doing right. with, with actually doing that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I've... I've started this uh, a new podcast, as you you may have heard or may not have heard. It's called Chonky Lab, which is going good guns at the moment. And the reason I mention that is because we have our own little website where we we're not going to do a Facebook page, we're not going to do a Twitter or anything like that. Anything that we do do, you just find on the the Chonky Lab site, and that'll be it. Because I don't like spreading it out. I don't like having too many pies all open we're not going to do a forum or anything like that it's just literally you send emails in and that's it that's all you have to worry about which I kind of like that's fine yeah that's that's definitely a nice thing to have I know we were when we started we weren't really sure what to do Nerd Hurdles had uh, just 
began the idea of starting their own forum and and simply syndicated was going through one of its many iterations but uh one of the the drawbacks to us was being able to to really know what to expect like you said and and to be able to host content because the mm-hmm. nice thing with podbean and even originally we we did have like do we go for the cheap account do we go for the we paid like a low fee just so we could customize the page but you know as you have more and more listeners or more and more files you need a place to put them and uh you know hopefully your site has that problem someday just because it's been in existence so long mm. but i know for us and especially and really you're looking you know three years ago just how different the internet was T- twitter was just we were just some of the first people on twitter you know and and we were just migrating there from forums i didn't have a facebook page yet i don't know if you did then but oh yeah i did yeah yeah oh you're cool i i wouldn't say that crying out loud <laughs> well we do have the facebook page and i know 80 ish of you uh do frequent it once in a while and uh i i put a few things on there you put a few things on there there were a couple i was hoping to talk about yeah definitely if, if you remember back in that original episode one we God. talked about mobility scooters Yes, yeah, I remember. Did you see on the Facebook page, uh, I put some company's idea of... Actually, it's a real product, this this mobility scooter of the present, of the future. Yeah, I think it looks wicked. <laughs> it does, you know, it looks like someone has... Uh, you know in the movies when someone straps on the battle armor, they stand there and yeah. clamp themselves into a machine? Up, up, and away. And it looks like it could... Them turn themselves into a cyborg rocket. It's it is pretty cool. It's uh, X. What would you pronounce it? X Movier? X Mover? Mover? I'm sure X Mover would be the American version. Yeah, X but, Mover. Yeah. But it is spelled a little oddly. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely do check it out or go to exmover.com. Um, it really. I don't even know how to explain it. Like. Uh, it looks like it looks like it should have uh, tank tracks on it. It it is kind of the bottom half of Johnny Five out of uh, Short Circuit. Yes, uh, the way I had found it, it was it was a Segway design, Segway like product designed for we'll say differently abled people. But that I mean, the bottom line is, it's for people who use wheelchairs or mobility scooters all the time, and they're sitting all the time. Mm-hmm. Now you're up. You're forced to be up because you're basically uh, up to up to the rib cage. You're kind of screwed in like a light bulb. <laughs> you, you know. Then there's <laughs> and it's it's not a tripod. You're right. It's it's a put a put a barrel on a pair of tank treads. And yeah. That's kind of what you're in. Um, it does look strange, and I notice all the pictures. The person is proudly working at uh chest level but i i don't know how if you if you have to bend down and pick something up for the floor does it tip like one of those little birds that dip in the water like no i don't think so you you're screwed if you drop your pencil on the floor that's it yeah <laughs> i don't see like a pencil. pivoting feature i don't see that the feet come up and your head goes down i i think no and it doesn't squat like um i guess a good way to explain it is if you took the lid off r2d2 and climbed in it yeah, of course, yeah. That's that's kind of what it would be. 
There's a picture on here, on this uh, website, with a, a man using a photocopier in one of these things. <laughs> and he can just about reach the button, because he's so tall. Imagine a, a really tall guy in one of these. He wouldn't, light switches would be out of reach, because they're all designed for uh, uh, disabled access. Mm-hmm. Uh, photocopiers are all out of reach. Everything's designed to be... I don't know, half yeah, a foot if you go up a ramp, it it's got the little button to open the doors down. Yeah, and like we say, yeah, you know, if if he drops his fountain pen on the floor, then and there's no one else in the room, how the hell do he, has he got one of them litter picker things to pick up? Maybe well, that, maybe that's like the Robocop thing that pops out of his leg and yeah. he can pick up his pen after he's dropped it. Well, I'll try, I'll read just a little bit about it here. See if uh, the X X Mover Holdings. Is developing a Segway-based upright mobility device that surrounds the user's thighs, hips, and legs in a kind of cocoon called the chariot. The user's hands, arms free, hands, arms, and chest remain free to do whatever is desired. And this would uh, position the vehicle as a direct competitor to existing sit-down scooters and wheelchairs. The chariot enables users to maintain eye-level position with people, as opposed to scooters and wheelchairs. Which I completely understand how. Um, that is an important thing. It's, I, I, I totally, totally get that. It won't make um, people look at you in the eye. You know, was, no, they're gonna be looking down. You're gonna be looking at the top of their head because they're gonna be looking down. What's that? No, they're gonna be looking at your feet, going, oh, "Okay, you got one of them, have you?" Oh my gosh, what is it? So it is the only truly hands-free, self-balancing vehicle. Uh, with the chariot, X Mover is seeking to benefit from current market trends towards industrialized. Individualized transportation with a focus on a low carbon footprint. Future chariots will offer technologies such as smart battery management, inductive charging, core body temperature <laughs> monitoring, heating and cooling, dynamic stabilization on rough, sandy, uneven, and wet terrain, wireless connectivity, <laughs> GPS, sonar, and radar systems. I just had visions of people going home in these and running out of batteries. It's a step away from someone flipping a switch and little rockets coming out of the bottom and they going up. It does look quite quite cool though. It is. I I it's it's a revolution in the product. You know, someone's not just sitting there you know changing the seat height or something. They're they've completely reinvented the concept here, so. Right. Look at these pictures. You got the one with the um, the guy with the photocopier. Is yeah. the right hand one, second one down. The elevator, yeah. The one below that, he's on his phone. Okay, mm-hmm. number one, would he be allowed to use his mobile phone while driving one of these things? Number two, his tire is outside of the, the apparatus. Well, it comes up not quite to the armpits, but you could tell if he put his arms straight down, it's it comes up higher than his elbow. He's under his chest, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... I would tuck that tie inside. That's a major faux pas there. Or suspenders. Should you just be wearing suspenders? I don't know. Do, do guys wear suspenders in America? Uh, not much. Nobody cool. You mean braces, no don't you? Yes. Mm. If you like. Well, you, you can call them suspenders. They're, they're different, you know, lady suspenders <laughs> over here. There's, there's a couple of videos. It's definitely worth checking out, and we do have a link to it on the... Uh, Facebook site, and it's yeah. it was something. It was, I was pleased to find it because of the connection to episode one. Yeah, that's wicked. Uh, did you happen to see on the Facebook page 
the Star Wars Episode One commercial aimed at kids? I saw it this morning. Well, that's and not sad. I actually wanted to bite my thumbs off and put them in my ears and then gouge my my eyes out with spoons. Are you able to uh, play the audio? I think that'll get the the point across pretty well. Yeah, I'll I'll play a little bit of hearing them. All right. So again, like you know, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. I mean, there were a lot of things about it that could have been really cool, and people, uh, the adults of us, those of us who were waiting for this movie for so long, were kind of sad by the Ewokiness of it. The the little things in there that just seemed to kind of make it a little silly. Mm. And so what I had found was this is a real official Lucasfilms promo. It's not something someone spliced together. Um, they want to make sure that today's seven-year-olds go and see Phantom Menace because they missed it the first time. And this is this is the commercial that they made. And I think from the audio, it'll be enough that you can you can get what's going on. Yeah, right. I'll stick it on now. All right. Coming to the big screen in 3D. <laughs> Hurry up, Qui-Gon. You don't want to be late to the celebration. You hear that? Yeah. That sound can only mean one thing. Pod racing. The fastest, most intense sport ever. Just don't get too close. I find that Jar Jar creature to be a little odd. And it can drop. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. It's not all fun. Wipe them out. As long as Darth Maul is around. All of them. On second thought, maybe you should keep the hood on. Just a suggestion. Hey, wait. A double-bladed lightsaber? That's not fair. There we go. Much better. We'll let the fate decide. It's a good thing we have Yoda and the Jedi keeping the galaxy safe. We'll handle this. Chill out, R2. I was just getting to you and C-3PO. I can assure you they will never get me one of those dreadful starships. Yeah, we'll see about that. Star Wars has every kind of droid. Roger, roger. Lots of them. Oh, my. Good ones. How rude. Bad ones. Destroy them. Make that a whole army of bad ones. Hold on fire. When the galaxy's greatest heroes join forces. Take this. And this. Anything is possible. Oops. And now that it's in 3D, the action isn't so far, far away. You're right in the middle of it. And it doesn't get any better than that. Now this is pod racing. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. See it on the big screen in spectacular 3D, February 10th. That just makes me sad. It, it. There were so many parts of it, and I can't take credit for having spotted them all. But I mean, hurry up, Qui Gon! You don't want to be late for your own funeral. Like that's the celebration that they're showing. Don't mm. don't be late for the celebration. It, oh, it's uh, it's just way too Disney much Jar Jar. Yeah. It, it Disneyfies absolutely everything, which isn't. It was never meant to be a Disney kind of film. It was meant to be, I don't know, a space romp kind of a, a, a B movie kind of thing. It was. It was more like a, a test movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Just to see what he could get out of it, and it's just so corny and cheesy and just crap. And I can't see me watching these movies in in the uh, near future at all. Well, you watched episode one because you were finally going to see the story of how Darth Vader came to be Darth Vader. Yeah, definitely. You didn't really get it, but that's that's what you were waiting for with the prequels. And in this, no hint of that at all. The only indication that it... The only reference to um, the other Star Wars properties is, oh, we'll see about that, C-3PO. And I'm sure they're talking about the Clone Wars cartoon 
that he's in in space and all. They're not talking about you know Ponsolo or anything. It it was just I don't know. It it was sad to me because it emphasized all the things that most people say don't belong. <laughs> Shouldn't have been in the film. Mm. Oops. No, this yeah, is pod racing. That's dumb. There's just no need for that at all. It just dumbs it right down. They they've only done this because they need like a, a Disney sort of cheery voice over the top of it to grab kids' attention and pull them into it. And it's just another, let's say, uh, Jacob knows Star Wars now. Kimmy sort of knows Star Wars. She's five. And it's sort of pandering to them to pull them in. And, oh, look, there's droids here. Ooh, they look cute. Some are bad. Some are good. It, oh, it was just never about that, really. It, it's just trying to pull younger audiences in. And in five years' time, after all the 3D movies have been out, or maybe six or seven years' time, then they'll just re-gush it again. Oh, yeah. And there'll be something else out. It'll be Smell-O-Vision or something like that, and you can smell the oil, the, uh, the oil bath that 3PO has. I think they're going to redo it, and I think uh, you know Luke will be a teenager, and Obi-Wan will be 40, as opposed to you know Luke being, you know, a, a, a young twenty, maybe, yeah, and uh, and Obi Wan being an old old man. I I think it'll be skewed more and more to this younger group. I personally would prefer a total remake, a reboot of all of the Star Wars, and redo the story. Keep uh, certain parts in there, but you know, just redo them again, reboot it again. Than rather than this tinkering and all this guff that they're doing at the moment. Do we know who, who is the heir to the Star Wars Empire? Is there a Lucas child that will have it? Or will it be, when he dies someday, is, is, is it going to be like Michael Jackson's music and someone will buy it and it'll be used in, in a different way? So who would own the copyright? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if George Lucas has any kids or what. I, I don't know what they'll do with it, but I, I picture... You know, thirty years. Well, we've talked about that before. That 30, you know, thirty years from now, it's someone else will finally get their hands on it, and the J.J. Abrams of <laughs> of uh, twenty fifty will be at last. I've been wanting to make some changes. Well, he wants to make Star Wars anyway, doesn't he? He keeps yeah. making these Star Trek movies more and more like Star Wars. Just give him Star Wars and let him tinker with it, and <laughs> I'll, I'll be happy with that. To be honest, if, let if the I man just, go with it, just a little. Uh, plug of, of mine too back we talked about it when my son was on the episode about whether uh, who was the hero of Star Wars and, oh that was Yonks ago yeah yeah and I actually for the blog on my work website the perspectives.j2content.com that uh, I had written an article in April about as you know it's, it's a parenting teaching education kind of blog and I had written about th- that same conversation I think I actually have a link to to our podcast in it but right before christmas uh another site called the geek twins geektwins.blogspot.com uh referenced my article and uh they wrote another thing too about how anakin is not the hero of star wars and Hmm. how this new generation is uh is just brainwashed you know it's 
he, he goes on to talk quite a bit about the, the prequels and and how they're just too kidified. And this this is a perfect example right here about how how that's just what Lucas seems to be going for. He he doesn't really care about that group that got the people who supported him back in the day. Now it's it's making money out of this new group, which hmm. not to be an old. I, mean, I know that's what it, you got to make money from from that eighteen to thirty four <laughs> age group. That's that's the hot marketing thing, but. Well, yeah, this sort of advertising gets people talking, but for the wrong reasons. And I just feel, you know, he, he's made these wonderful first three movies, you know, episode four to six, and everyone loved them. Well, nearly everyone loved them. And you had the nostalgia about it before the first one came out. And he, he once he's completed his six movies, he's then going and trying to milk the cow and people are moaning at him about tampering with the originals and the more he tampers with it the more people moan and then the more he looks at himself and goes you know do you know what i don't care these are mine i'm just gonna tamper with this a little bit more and he keeps on keeps on and it's kind of well if you keep moaning me i'm just gonna keep you know messing with it and before long it's just gonna be null and void you're not gonna recognize anything whatsoever there was uh, some old interview footage that was circulating when the 3D movies were announced of him commenting against uh, the colorization of films mm. and how, like, you know, that should, everything should be viewed in the way it was originally created and all. And, you know, he just ducked the question when people would call him out on it. But it, it just goes to show that, you know, it's... Well, uh, maybe, people... maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's... To him, it's... It's never perfect. Like those people, the obsessive compulsive people, it's just not, still not what he has in his head. And he keeps tinkering and tinkering to try to get to this thing that he'll never be able to get. Well, he's probably better off starting all over again. Well, that's what this Red Tails movie is supposed to be. I don't know if it's released out where you are yet, but it's... I've heard of it, yeah. It's um, like a World War II uh, fighter pilot group. It's he. He's described it as kind of like old, old-fashioned cow, like cowboy style, rah-rah, us versus them kind of things. And mm-hmm. uh, I, Jay saw it. I didn't see it, but uh, he said it had like lots of airplane fights, and it was really cool. And and I saw him in an interview where he basically said the same kind of thing. He has this picture in his head. He's been waiting for a long time to make the film. Uh, this is chapter three of what would be like five chapters of the story he's created and uh, so in a way he is kind of starting over but there's so many other stories that can be told in a similar sort sort of way he could set it in the same sort of universe and just use different characters in different uh, situations well I think they're making a television show yeah they are yeah tongue in cheek one though not a not a very serious one but I don't, I, know, I don't know if it is tongue-in-cheek. I think they got a lot of footage shot already. Oh, okay. It's not... I thought it was, like, not in space, though. It's, like, on Coruscant in the in the slums. and I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, hopefully it's going to be a, a bit of a a dirty little romp. Mm-hmm. I don't know, may, maybe the um, Boba Fett story or something like that would be cool. It would be neat. Did uh, I sent you a link... That was from that Geek Twin site where they say, 
hey, you know, everyone knows I'm not a big fan of the Star Wars prequels, but I have to concede there's seven awesome, undeniably awesome moments in the Star Wars prequels. Go on, so I thought man. I'd just see if you, if you agree that these were just, were they a good addition? Not whether they were handled well, but is it something that had the potential to be great? And it, so it's cool that it's at least in the Star Wars universe. Go on then. So number one is Darth Maul. Yes. Yes. Especially the idea of the double-edged lightsaber and the whole different style of lightsaber fighting. It totally changed the game with with what the Jedi and Sith were. I think he was underused and he could have been spread across the two uh, movies, the two first movies. Yeah, I agree. How about pod racing? Yeah, pod racing is wicked. It is pretty cool. If- if you go see this in 3D, that's the only thing you're really going to go see. Yeah. I think what hurts it is the fact that it's little Annie pod racing. I mean, if it was the whole Sebulba character and, and this idea of the job of the hut was truly a, a kingpin of the planet, it was cool to edit that. And pod racing is cool, but the mm-hmm. Yahoo! This is nah, pod racing. Right. Kills that I don't freak, mind but, that. It's a neat idea. It's nice to see that in the universe there. Mm-hmm. Um, making Yoda a badass. How, like, he was old, fragile Yoda. The fact that he got to fight, that even though he was old, he was... You saw why he was a Jedi Master. No, didn't like him. You didn't like... You'd rather him still just always be the... The mystery... You heard he was good, you don't know why. Um, no, I just didn't like him jumping around, spinning around. Everyone went... You know, mental for that, but I didn't really like that at all. I thought it was too cartoony. Yeah. It it took away, like, the... It made him really CG for me that they did that. I did like the battle, though, with um, the Emperor. Not when he's fighting Count Dooku, but when he's fighting in that big uh, assembly room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was something kind of cool about that. I... Yeah, I can see that. I just don't like him jumping around. If he'd, if he'd always been sprightly, then I think I could have dealt with that. Wasn't and there a girl Yoda character, like an, a female of his race, and some a of girl movies? Yoda character? Well, Wicked, Yaddle. No. Wasn't she Yaddle? <laughs> she would be like Ying and I'm... Yang. So Yoda, it would be no, Yoda, Ying Yang, Yoda, Yada, Yoda and Yada, no, Yaddle. There, there was a female of the species in the movie at some point. I think she was on the Jedi Council in one of the movies. I imagine if there was a... What creature is he? He's just a Yoda, isn't he? Well, I don't know. He's from some planet. He's from oh, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> I, I imagine the female of the species would be bigger and probably try to eat him after mating. No, now I have to find her because I know there is... I know there's one. I'll find her for I you. think a good story with that would have been... Uh, you know, uh, is it General Grievous... He had his heart force crushed by, oh, who is it? Who is Mace Wendu, I think it is. I think the story goes that he had his heart force crushed by him. That's why he's a wheezy. And it would have been good if maybe something very similar had happened to Yoda. And that's why he was all fragile towards the last three movies. That could be. They could or if he had given up something of himself to defeat the Sith, it had drained him so much. Yeah. You know, because he was secretly keeping the universe in balance. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I just sent you the Wikipedia entry 
about Yaddle. Okay. Is this his girlfriend? No, I don't... It, it'd just be like... It'd be like finding me and trying to kiss me. Me kiss me. That That's kind of weird. It's hot, it's, it's, but it's, it's weird. It's Yoda with a wig is basically what it is. It's a puppet, though. It's not CG. <laughs> Let's see. She's on the Jedi Council. I guess she's... They, you know, there's some cartoon versions of her in the expanded universe where she's pretty hardcore, but... Even in the Wikipedia, it says species, and it says Yoda, Yoda species. species. <laughs> they don't know. What is Yoda? It's, uh, I don't know. She's, she's got this. If I printed this out, this would be about five, uh, five or six pages of text here. The concept sketch of Yoda, which eventually came, became Yaddle. Yoda had hair originally, like some uh, old gray-haired master. Was she going to be in the movies? She's in the movies. It shut up, is she? She is. Really? I, yeah, there's a photo of her. There's a photo of her from the Jedi Council room, if you scroll down part ways. I've seen that. I just thought that was. Sounds weird, but photoshopped. No, really? No, yep. Oh, you're going to make me watch the movies just to find her. She's you? in episode one. Yeah. That's it. Okay, go on. So anyway. Anything else apart from Yoda? Oh, let's see what else we got. Uh. The battle, then battles, the, like the um, the Jedi army fighting the clones, having all the Jedi show up at once, as opposed to just one or two. Oh, the didn't like that either. That was in that kind of um, gladiatorial was, yeah. place. No, didn't like that. Yeah, they didn't seem as strong as they should have been. Like the whole thing with Darth Vader in the first movie was he was this even old he was just unbeatable. You know, mm. he, he, and when he got mad, the, I thought that, like when he tapped the dark side, he's supposed to be able to really do incredible things with the force. They should have been able to just sweep all those droids away. For some reason, couldn't do it. Yeah, if you um, if you really want to get into this sort of stuff, go and listen to the film list mm-hmm. with Heave Solo, and they, I think. I think they've done like a, a four or five episode special. They're about two or three hours each per episode. But they go over all the films and some of the books and some of the, the backstories as well. Mm-hmm. And they really get in, in depth with this sort of stuff. And it's really, really good. That's cool. So, you know, find out the film list and go have a listen to that and tell them I sent you as well. The, the rest of his list is really uh, about getting to see the origins of Darth Vader, even though it took three movies, getting to see the the fight on the lava planet and seeing him be put in the armor. That that the was fight something. on the lava planet was okay. Getting in the armor, as they're building him, was good. Everyone knows, as soon as he starts lifting up, I don't know, he, it looks okay, but then he like, steps forward and tries to learn how to walk. That just ruins it. Mm-hmm. And the, everyone knows about the no as well, so... No. Well, all right. Here's take it. here's a separate thing. All right, you're building. You're getting a cyborg body or robot body. Yep. Do you necessarily want a human? But do you want two legs, or do you want like like a spider body, like a scorpion body that you can be scurrying about? Like, is that really in your best interest to be six foot four on two feet? And I want one of them things that we spoke about earlier on. One of them scooter yeah. things. Yeah. 
I mean, do you care about fitting in? <laughs> You're wearing a black suit of body armor. Does it matter if it has tank treads? Probably not. Probably, no, probably not. Just go ahead and take it. You, you got that horrible little robot from Wally just cleaning up your tire tracks as yeah. you walk. It <laughs> goes down the corridor. Yep. <laughs> ah. Well, that was just something I had seen. Was there uh, any stuff that you had wanted to share today? Well, if we go back onto the the Facebook page very very quickly, uh, da, 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 da. I put up some um, Sky Electrics. Well, there was a Sky Electrics uh, movie on there. And it's literally six or eight cars on the same track. Different slots, but the same track. But you can't see these things going round. Mm-hmm. They're so, so quick around these corners that when they fly off, they have... Um, they, they are obviously staged races, and you have loads of people around the track. So if a car comes off, then they can reach over, halt the race, put the car back on the track, and carry on. You can't see these cars going around. They're flying so fast. And I just can't see how this is even fun. No, I agree. That if you had a car set, or if, if you're playing... I don't want to say playing with a, a single toy car because it's a little bit different, but uh, are you? would you want your car set to go as fast as it can? Or would you want it to have the cars do a jump and land still on the track? Which would be more fun for you? I don't know. Mm. You know what I mean? Depends like how like many a ramp. there are. Because, I mean, if you could have one that went 30 miles an hour, like much faster than the rest, or managed to successfully go up the ramp and still land back in the slot that you, so you weren't always going, oops, got to reset it. <laughs> oh, fell off the track. Yeah, I think that would be cool. But obviously, as kids play with these slot car things, they just want speed, don't they? Mm-hmm. And they want to just pull the trigger and for it to go round and round and round as fast as it goes. But these are fully grown men, and there is a, a zoom-up shot of them watching their own cars, and they're all... It's kind of like watching speeded-up tennis, mm-hmm. with their heads just going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards as these cars go around the track, and it's kind of... Okay, well, once you've won, you've won. Oh, well done. You won, like, the world's fastest slot car race. Well done. There we go. <laughs> just, Just kind of... Dull and pointless. Yeah, it's one of those things you don't really need to be there for. You can almost be like, oh, did I win? <laughs> yeah, you could literally phone it in. Yep. And have no fun. Um, We have got some email. Should we go into that quickly? Sure. And then hit some stories? Mm-hmm. Well, that means I have to press the email button. Hang on a second. It's your Yeah, we got email. Yahoo! Haven't done that for ages. <laughs> okay, what emails did we have? We had quite a few gifts of a hundred. Yeah, should we go through the gifts yeah, of a hundred first? Those. Okay, have you got any uh, at your hands at the moment? Uh, I can see if I can scrounge them. I try not to overload my computer here, so. Right. Well, the first one we did get through that I definitely know of. It was from Ollie Peters. Yes, I have his. Go ahead. Oh, okay. He says, uh, hey, fellas, for your 100th episode, I'm going to give you 100 broken drumstick heads. Enjoy. And I think he's from Six Claw Paw. That, that's a, a band or something. Or something I, like that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have called it Six Claw Paw. Or a drum store. Or a chicken, yeah. chicken store. 
chicken part. <laughs> Six global chicken. That came through on <laughs> Halloween back in October 31st. So we appreciate him being so quick responding with the with the gift. Good on you, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, let's see. We also have uh, ones from uh, Joe Ingram. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he sent us 100 milliliters of air to share. And since a person consumes about 250 milliliters of air per minute, that gives us each slightly more than 11 seconds of air, directly from Texas. Oh. Of course, man. he speculates correctly that it took about 11 seconds to read that. Therefore, I'm now out of air, and uh, it's our own fault because we only asked for 100. Yeah, you've, we've already used it up. No. But also, thank you. He did give us more, though. He gave us 100 images of ponies at the, mm. uh, the site Bronies dot memebase dot com and we'll put that on the Facebook page and you can live tweet it if you like okay I will do when I get a, a spare second <laughs> then I'm it's just, not live then well okay I'm I'm gonna press this link hang on a sec I want to see where this takes me it'd be Rick it tells me to get a free app I don't want a free app no just take me get oh no no I ain't going there I'll right. go there later in my own time. And that going to Bronies? I, I pressed it and it asked for like a free app. I'll download these free apps to view this website. I don't want to download anything. I just want to look at the website. Yeah, it's slow loading, but it's it's loading slowly. So he gave us 100 seconds of wait as well. Yeah. Wow. He's far <laughs> too generous. He's given, us, he's given us 100 words to describe the Bronies site. Yeah. Well, why that loads... I'll, go, I'll do another one. We right. were given 100 barrel rolls, or 100 doer barrel rolls. I think this, this was after I slagged off barrel roll. It was from the Frog Door games. Do you remember? He he sent us a game, mm-hmm. or this person sent us a game. I can't remember where it was from, though. Yeah. I can't remember. It was from, a, a, what, 20 episodes ago, I suppose? No, it was Maybe more than it was, that. We were talking about Xbox games. And I know we have That's a link right. to it on the site, but it, he created the game, and he gave us the link, and tactlessly we're not remembering his name. It's from Matt, who is Frog the Door on Twitter, I think. Anyway, he says, come on guys, don't you know the famous line? I think everyone, everybody charmed by the do a barrel roll Google search was probably gamers. As such, I'd like to present you with a hundred doer power rolls in your honour of your hundredth episode. And he sends us a link and we'll stick that in the show notes. Thank you very much, Matt. What else have we got? Shall I play you a, an, an audio one? Sure. Okay, right, here we go. Let me just turn it down. Uh, yeah, we got a, um, an, a couple of audio clips. Uh, one from Tony Pucci of the Pollyanna Cowgirl Records podcast, I think it is. Uh, Here it it is. The Pollyanna Cowgirl Records podcast. It's your letter. It's your letter. Hey guys, Tony Pucci here. Yeah, I do the Pollyanna Cowgirl Records podcast. But most importantly, I walk around grocery stores. I pick up my garage. I uh, clean my bathroom. All while listening to the Apotheosis of a Bombast podcast. Yes, I am that guy you see with his iPod tucked into his shirt pocket. My orange or blue or red, or they've been green or white or black, or kind of a cherry. Um, 
headphones stuck into my ears. And yes, I abuse my headphones quite a bit. That is because I just, I, I lose control when I'm listening to Elton and Scott do an apotheos of a bombast. It is simply so freaking bombastically fantastic that I cannot control myself. So when I am walking behind my card at Target, which, you know, is one of those stores where they have CDs and home furnishings and uh, groceries and lawn fertilizer and car parts and practically anything you could want, which is quite a bit actually like the Apotheosis of Bam Bombast podcast. It, it pretty much has anything you've ever want in life orally transmitted to your ears. Um, so back to my story. When, when I'm pushing my shopping cart around this store and I am dancing and talking to myself and shouting and um, just obnoxiously and obliviously sticking my finger inside my eye sockets or nose or ear hole or well, I'll stop there. Um, all I have to say is I'm inspired and I not, will not apologize for my inappropriate public behavior because Eldon Scott... They really bring out the best in me. And that's the best thing I can ever say about the Matthews of my best is that they just, they make me feel special and loved and cared for. And Elton, I just want you to hold me, please. All right. Congratulations on your 100th episode. Peace and love, everybody. Take care. Oi, mate. That was wild chicken oriental. All right, I was going from that guy from the Catherine Tate show there, but it sounded much more like a fake Australian accent instead of Cockney. Yeah, thank you very much, Tony, for that. Very touching. Yes, um, literally touching. Yeah, Elton has many hugs for you. And, and yes, just just ask any time. If if we ever meet, let's make sure there's at least a pane of glass in between us. <laughs> so you know, there's no no germs passed between us or. Can't physically touch each other. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Just the same. No, thank you very much. You're top 100 man. sleepless nights is a bonus. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got another bit of feedback I want to play right. for you. Ready? Mm-hmm. Hello, Scott and Elton, and congratulations on reaching the big 100 podcasts. And what a marvelous trip it's been. I always look forward to a new bombast to hear news of the strange and the best quality entertaining banter. Now then, I have a top 100 for you. It's the top 100 movie taglines. However, this gift comes with a question. Now, there's been a lot of talk in recent years that the likes of Photoshop and equally very lazy designers have meant the demise of movie poster artwork. These days, it's just slap some headshots together and bang it out. There's none of the great and dynamic paintings we used to get in yesteryear. However, I think along with the movie poster art's decline, has been a decline in the taglines too, which were often showcased in big exciting fonts on said much-beloved posters of yesteryear. Indeed, when I started thinking about it, I struggled to remember a good tagline from the last few years. I mean, 1982's The Thing had... Man is the warmest place to hide. <laughs> the prequel, reboot, pre-make, call it what you will, had... It's not human, yet. No comparison. 
What do you chaps think? Well, that's all from me, and here's to another hundred great episodes. There we go. That's from Mr. Jim Moon. Yes, I I would agree. There just there aren't a lot of uh, good taglines for movies. It is tough to think of any. I think it was the eighties that it really hit its peak, didn't it? I with the thing, uh, Alien as well had a good. That's because every movie was the same in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah, high hair, you know, skimpy outfits, aliens, lots of alien stuff. Mm. In space, no one can hear you scream. That's the original Alien movie. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Was, was there a tagline for the second one? Oh, uh, I should know that. That wasn't the one he. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Nuts. I'm sure there was, but yeah, the tagline has definitely died. I think it's just the witty banter that the people can't be asked to come up with it anymore. Well, so he gave us the hundred top one hundred best taglines. Did he give us the top one hundred best taglines, or he's no, just he's, an idea out there? He's just given us a hundred top taglines. A topic. Yeah, we could do that at some point. It's like giving a hundred empty envelopes and saying, "Fill them yourselves." <laughs> yeah, but these have got stamps on them. Let's go with that one. Jim Moon's gift. Yes. It's like a hundred empty envelopes. Yeah, and check him out on uh, Hypnobobs in the iTunes. It's always there. And with um, uh, Tony Pucci, visit the uh, Pollyanna Cowgirl, blah, the Pollyanna Cowgirl Records podcast as well. It's all about music and stuff. And stuff. Yes. Uh, any more emails? We had Joseph. We've got one from Ali and Rob. I don't know if that's Ali and Rob, or it was just from Ali, or it was just from Rob. <laughs> you give them both credit. But we was it was given. I've given you a hundred greatest movie insults of all times, and it's a YouTube link. And I might try and get this and stick it on the end of the episode if that's all right. Sounds good. Okay, that's a good way of closing out. Yes, insulting the listeners. Why not? Why not? And I think that was about it. Oh, um, Andrew Neal, the guy who won our Bombast podcast. Yes, um, the human. Yeah, the Bombast human. He sent us 100 miles. Now, he's been on a keep fit regime. And I think he's been toting up the miles. The last time I spoke to him, he was on about 70-odd miles. He's clocked up. I think he does like a, a couple of miles a day mm-hmm. just trying to keep fit. So he's given us 100 of them. So. so does that mean we don't have to exercise? No, he's doing it for us. Okay. I feel so I fitter can lose weight vicariously through him. Yes, definitely. Awesome. That's the greatest gift of all. It was. <laughs> it's the easiest gift of all. I can eat and not worry about it at all. Yeah, I can eat this biscuit, and I've already done my. He'll exercise. burn the calories for us. Yeah. Top man. <laughs> right. Anything else that we have to cover? No, well, just if there's any bits of news you found. I mean, I had uh, a couple things I'll save for future episodes for 101, as they say. Okie dokie. Um, okay, I'll run through two quick stories with you sure. just to you know, keep things... Oh, have I lost that story? Just because it's what we do. Oh, nuts. One of my stories is gone. The it news was, has changed. <laughs> I think the um, the actual page is just gone. But it was literally about a 20-year-old uh, Iranian man who had a um, 
he had a tattoo on his penis and it had left him permanently semi erect. Uh, <laughs> like permanently semi and in, in that it could never be fully and it could never be not at all. Yes. Awesome. It's it's kind of a halfway house where you don't really want to be. And you're not sure whether it's going up or coming down. You're right, you're walking <laughs> funny. I'm fine. Are you happy to see me or you just you know, have you just finished? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> How do you figure that out? Like you, you go to the doctor and just say, you know, I think there may be a complication from my tattoo. <laughs> this this has been happening lately. Have you done anything? You eat anything? Exercise differently? Well, I did get a tattoo. Well, what would the doctor think? As you pulled your trousers down, you got a semi there. Is he thinking, well, hang on, he likes this a little bit too much? And then oh, he, he went goes, with the rose. I, I wouldn't have done that, but okay. <laughs> you have mum and dad written on your penis. Mm, that's that's weird. But anyway, yeah, that story's gone. That's disappointing. So I'll just go on with my, my list of things that I have. Uh, this is a a page from deadspin.com. And it says, what did we really get stuck in our rectums this year? Oh, God. <laughs> it's not just rectums. Don't worry. Oh, good. It's, uh. it's, well, think about all the holes in your body. I know. I'm already fidgeting. You oh, it's going to be good. Right. In the past I should warn years, you, I have a sound effect machine. In the past years, there have been a searchable database of emergency room visits around the country. I think they're talking about America, because you're the only country that sticks stuff in holes. And as if in past years, we have trolled the data to find the finest examples of insertions showcasing extraordinarily bad luck or uh. ingenuity. Right, where would you like to go? I'll, I'll give you a choice. We have ears, nose, throat, penis, Vagina or rectum? Let's do ears. Okay. Popure beads, strawberry, and a razor, a chalk, green leaf, juice straw, pencil lead, silver metal charm, a toy, and a comb. Uh oh! <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, you have nose, throat, Penis, vagina, or uh, rectum. I'm avoiding some of them. You just got to know that. Yes. Um, well, we'll go vagina because I'm a man. Why not? Okay, the things that have been pulled out of vaginas by doctors are toy cars, toy screwdriver. Because <laughs> you couldn't afford a real screwdriver. But um, a real one would hurt. Yeah. Ice cream scoop. A shower knob. What the hell's a shower knob? Glass? Oh, glass vial of cocaine. Oh, God. A ball of yarn with a knitting needle, a, a bracelet, and a small red rubber ball. <laughs> this is the greatest gift ever. <laughs> Man. Okay, I'm going to go with throat now. Okay. Things pulled out of the throat in 2011. We have coat hanger, a mouth guard, confetti, water with coins in it. God <laughs> knows what that is. Plastic egg, a dog toy, dry ice, screwdriver, parts of a tissue or fuzzy part of my blanket, and a bee. 
There we go. Yeah. How can you not love this soundbite? It's th- it's themed with your list, sort of. It is okay. I'm going with the penis now. Uh. <laughs> pen, pen cap. I don't know if that's the same person or not. Uh, paperclip, a stick, plastic pieces from a game cartridge, a fish hook, and a piece of plastic spoon to see how it felt. I have to find a sound to use now. <laughs> I just did. Uh, I have to admit, I took the headphone off. Oh, but I did hear far too much pieces of a video game and uh, no. What what do people think? I don't know. I'm bored. I, I'm bored. When I'm bored, I play video games. Is that or the I reason why they they put holes in the the pen caps so you can pee through oh, them? God. <laughs> uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I've broken him again. Again. Oh, right, man. I'm gonna have to go for the rectum now. It's not Fine. the first time I've said that either. <laughs> um, okay, rectum. It's surprisingly about the same length as all the other four put together. Okay. Right, you ready? I'm ready. You're going to have to go through this. I'm listening. Right. Items pulled out of rectums in the year 2011. Mm. A toy soldier. An action figure. Shaving cream can. Travel toothbrush holder, needle nose pliers, Why? a small bead. Why? A small bead's fine, that's fine. Riding bicycle naked, lost balance, landing on a pole, causing trauma to rectum. <laughs> I mm. sat on it. Is yeah. that what people just say? Oh. Riding bicycle naked, crazy. Pencil eraser. How do you get to the... Oh, I guess in an ambulance, maybe. But, like... You lay on your stomach and just... Kind of... Why would you ride a bicycle naked? You know what I picture? I picture somebody having fun, I guess. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> their body spasms and it starts getting like sucked in. They're like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, now what am I going to do? Well, yeah. I'll, I'll relax a little bit. It's not coming out. No, no. It's kind of, you know, I don't know. When you, when you lick a nine volt battery... And you just dab it on your tongue, yeah, yeah, and then you want to go longer and longer, and it's kind of, oh, it's nearly in, it's nearly. Oh, oh shit! Oh, it, it, it's fully in. I swallowed it. How do I get that out? <laughs> oh man, that's the thing with these people—they don't work out how to get these things out before they get them in. Well, apparently the one with the knitting needles did. She had it tied to a string, and it just didn't get it back out. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Condiment bottle. That must be like vinegar. Ooh. Tip of a toilet wand. What's a toilet wand? Is that like the brush that you clean the yeah. brush? Oh, yeah. dear. The tip, that means they tried to get out and it broke. Mm. Well, I've heard, because I've seen this on a program, that um, if you do that, then there's... Because I've seen it on a program. Like, therefore, it's true. Well, okay. it's better than saying it on... I, I Googled it one day. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, if you stick stuff up your bottom, it clenches further up. God, well, and so, instead of pulling harder, and what you have to do is relax and chill out 
and understand that you ha do have a toilet brush up your bottom. If, once you relax, then it Just should. Meditate. Yeah. Be the brush. Um. Be the brush. <laughs> There's the be moral. The be yes. the brush. Be the brush. Anyway, uh, what else do we have? Sewing thread, eight centimeters long. Drugs in sock. Plastic bottle of drugs. Hairbrush. Oh, right, right. Okay. Here we here we go to the toys now. No toy. Glass dildo. Plastic dildo. Soft rubberized dildo. Vibrating dildo. Double dildo. Golf ball. <laughs> uh, there's another one here. Eight oatmeal decided to stick garden hose in his rectum to flush himself out. <laughs> the home enema. Yeah, kind of. Uh, more sex toys. Six inch sex toy, ten inch bottle, sixteen inch sex toy, rebar wire. Oh god. God, what the hell were you thinking? I don't know. That's, people are stupid. Baby bottle used in kinky sex. That's the end of the rectums. Ah. Uh, literally. <sighs> hey, you're welcome. And here's to a hundred <laughs> more. Thanks. Great. Oh man. Right. Well, <laughs> I think I've I'm at my limit. I I feel slightly stretched in I in all, you... all ways. My nose feels looser. My throat feels looser. <laughs> Other holes feel looser. I need to go get fresh air. <laughs> go take a walk outside and <sighs> don't get too much fresh air. You'll whistle. That's right. <laughs> right okay should we close it on there yes sounds good okie koki right thank you very much guys for sticking with us for 100 shows if you yeah, haven't stuck for... with us for 100 shows thank you for sticking with us for the amount of shows that you have been listening to insert number here yes <laughs> but yes and thank you for being a part of it whether you sent something in you're listening today you're listening in the future which would be today to you and uh, digging through the archives or you found it by accident. You were looking for the Bomb Squad podcast and accidentally found the Apotheosis of a Bombast podcast. Mm, there is a Bombast podcast out there, by the way. There is? Someone someone uh, jumped on our name? I don't think they jumped on our name. It's just called the Bombast podcast. Yeah. But we're the Bombast podcast. Yeah. And I defy them to come on here and have it out verbally and we shall... Waggle fingers at each other until we decide who can have that name. I think we might have to f write a uh, cease and desist letter signed by that Nigerian lawyer who keeps <laughs> writing to us about winning the money. Yeah. Do it kind of tongue in cheek and see what they do. Could do. Oh, that'd be wicked, wouldn't it? Yeah. But they might take it the wrong way and then they might get arsy about it and then it'd just be like a bombast fight. Don't want to go down them roads. No, no. No. Um, we might have to settle for only one one of the words. We might have to have like a an arbitrator step in and say, "All right, well, they get bombast, you get apotheosis, and then it just won't be the same." Yeah, it'd be splitting the children up, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Oh, can't do that. Anyway, send uh, emails or stuff or anything you want, topics that we can discuss uh, to bombastpodcast at gmail dot com. Visit the uh, Facebook page. Visit the Rogue 2 website, which has lots of other lovely podcasts out there for you to enjoy. 
And I'm on Twitter at Ultimate Manus, and you're on Twitter at SHC1970. Not you, the listener. I'm talking about Scott, the American. Yes, yes. and I do check it from time to time. I, I was going to talk a bit today about um, uh, Blakey Biz. Alex had made a comment about wanting to be on the radio, and you threw out pets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, bit of a bit of a retro comment. And I, I do want to touch on that in the next episode. Mm. So, but uh, yes, I, I am watching. More lurking these days. Yeah, you're a lurker. I am. I don't have much to say. You know, it's. I don't think people really want to know what's going on in my head. You know, it's. That's I don't fine. think I should do a podcast anymore. All That's, right, I'll do it. Oh, okay. Well, you ending it then. Live no, on air. It's uh, fishing for a compliment, which I didn't get. So. Well, you know, feel I, free to send me 101 compliments in tomorrow's episode. <laughs> I I literally had biscuit in my mouth. It was my celebratory biscuit. I thought it's been cheese dips. <laughs> Alright. That's right. It was just a bluff. Yeah. I was I was doing a power play to try to up my contract status and No, but speaking I of that caved. I do have another podcast that you can listen to. It's called Chonky Lab. And it's me and Pete Kelk talking about stuff. We're gonna be doing the Watchman movie very, very soon as well. Which is cool. He's made me actually read the Watchman book. See is... Pete made him read the book. I yes. couldn't make him read the book. I wasn't good enough. Well, we weren't going to be doing the movie after, were we? No, actually, I think I, when we talked about Watchmen, I think I kind of badmouthed the book, so that might be, I didn't really yeah. sell you on the idea. I think it was like, eh, it's not that good. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're doing that. That's at shonkylab at, uh, no, not, yeah. You can email us at shonkylab at gmail.com, or you can visit the site, which is shonkylab.co.uk, and there's stuff up going, going up there, um, nearly weekly, possibly daily. And there'll be an episode, there should be three episodes out by the time you listen to this. So, <laughs> go over there and check it out. Sounds good. And I think that's it, isn't it? That's it. Okay, Koki. Except for your uh, shirts. Your shirts. Oh, yeah. Um, my wonky finger. Um, go the to... Mickey, Mickey has Joker shirt. And did you like that? Shirts. I did. I, I was well impressed with that. I'll be thinking of you when you're in Disney jail and... Uh... Selling uh, Jacob into slavery <laughs> to pay the copyright infringement, but yes, I'm not. No, I thought it looked very cool. I'm not scared of them at all. <clears throat> they can't reach you. You're no. overseas. Yeah, I'm totally in a different country to them. Um, yeah, go to uh, Redbubble and type in ELT MCM. That's my ultimate manus thing over there, under Wonky Finger, and there's a, a list of my shirts that I've been doing. Yeah, there's a bunch of designs. They look really good. Mm. Yeah, and partake of your money to that site so I can make more I suppose <laughs> sounds good okay All right so remember to be the brush remember to tune in in about 10 days after you listen to this for episode 101 and uh, we'll see you online yes thank you and can I say thank you Scott for doing a hundred episodes with me as well no you may not bless your little cotton socks <laughs> no thank you too it's been a lot of fun cool Looking forward to more. Wicked. All right. All right. Thanks, guys, and I'll see you later. All right. Bye. Ta-da. Here goes. Uh, Start with... uh...
obvious. Excuse me, is that your nose or did a bus park on your face? <laughs> True, when you were born, the doctor turned around and slapped your mother. If I had a dog with a face like yours, I'd shave his ass and teach him to walk back. What'd you say? I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, English, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-faced, dickhead, asshole. You stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. You clinking, clanking, clattering collection of collisionous junk. You shit-kicking, stinky, horseman-horse-smelling motherfucker, you. You dirty-eating piece of slime, you scum-sucking pig, you son of a motherless goat. How are thou, thou globby bottle of cheap, stinking chip oil? You eunuch jelly, thou? You no business born insecure junkyard motherfucker! You're a fucking secretary. Fuck you! Yeah, that's my message to you. Fuck you and kiss my ass. You're an emotional fucking cripple. Your soul is dog shit. Every single fucking thing about you is ugly. You are physically repulsive, intellectually retarded, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. I don't like your jerk off name. I don't like your jerk-off face, I don't like your jerk-off behavior, and I don't like you, jerk-off. You're a cunt. You're a cunt now. You've always been a cunt. And the only thing that's going to change is you're going to become an even bigger cunt. Maybe you have some more cunt kids. It looks to me like the best part of you ran down to crack your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. You're just the afterbirth, Eli. No. To slithered out on your mother's filth. No. They should have put you in a glass the mantelpiece. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. You despise me, don't you? Well, if I gave you any thought, I probably would. Rum wouldn't piss on your gums if your teeth were on fire. There's a name for you ladies, but it isn't used in high society, outside of a kennel. You're one ugly motherfucker. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. No, you're okay. This one? Real fucking ugly. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rap gnaw that thing off your face. I go with you, Ben. I know, there's a problem with your face. You're incapable of running this shit. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Look up idiots in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No! The definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are! It's unbelievable. Well, put the fucking cameras in this place. Oh, who the fuck are you? I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. Maybe you don't remember me. My name is Maybe Benny I Bible. don't give a shit. Maybe I don't remember the last time I blew my nose either. Allow me to pop a jaunty little bonnet on your purview and ram out of the shitter with a lubricated horse cock. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? Fuck you! That's my name! <laughs> this is your last chance. What do you say, kid? Why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more? Tell me about it. Like I'm gonna put a bullet hole in your fucking forehead and I'm gonna fuck the brain hole. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove. But I can't see the stove. Come here, honey. Hey, loosen up, will you? You're a lot of woman, you know that? Hey, you wanna make $14 the hard way? Why don't you try the airlines? It's a lot faster and you get a free meal. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... 
Your mom goes to college. Last week, Janice. What's it made of? Your mom's chest hair. Any questions? Yeah. I got a question. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? How do you write women so well? I think of a man. And I take away reason and accountability. You should clone yourself. Why's that? So you can go fuck yourself. I teabag your fucking drum set! Oh my you two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. You climb off people's like old people fuck. You know that private pile? I crap bigger than you. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. I call that bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. Fill your hand, you son of a bitch. Hey, laser lips. Your mama was a snowblower. You listening? Your mother sucks fucking big fucking elephant dicks. You got that? You know what happens if you do another turn in the joint? Fuck your father in the shower and then have a snack. You're gonna charge me, dickhead? Boy, fuck face. Fuck face. I like that one, Al. I'll have to remember that one next time I'm climbing off your mum. Oh, this your wife. Oh, a lovely lady. Hey, baby, you're all right. You must have been something before electricity, huh? <laughs> hey, will you stop with the wife's shit? Ask me how fat she is. How fat is she? She's so fat, I had to roll her in flour and look for the wet spot. You want to fuck her, you got to slap with thigh and ride the wave in. The power grid was shut off by dickless hair. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Puss liquor. Fart smeller. You eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You play ball like a girl. People really are talking metaphors ought to shampoo my crotch. Never seen so many backwards ass country fucks in my life. Alright. What? It's an inanimate fucking object. You're an inanimate fucking object! You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I've met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there! You stupid fucking cunt. You, Williamson, I'm talking to you, shit. Where did you learn your trade, you stupid fucking cunt, you idiot? Don't call me stupid. Right! To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people! Tommy, if I was gonna break your ball, I'd tell you to go home and get your shine box. Now <laughs> go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, rainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is! Today I need a friend like you. I'll just have myself a little squat and shit one out. I'll rip out your eyes and piss on your brain. I'll shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. Listen, you snot those little shit! I was taking shrapnel and caisson while you were crapping in your hands and rubbing it on your face! I don't give a tuppenny fuck about your moral conundrum, you meat-headed shit sack. Are you gonna bark all day, little doggy? Or are you gonna bite? That's what I thought. You're a gutless turd. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. I bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. Holy hell, son, you're about as useful as a cock-flavored lollipop. You're such a fuck-ass. What? Did you just call me a fuck-ass? You can go suck a fuck. Hey, Frank. You a piece of shit. Tony, what are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about, you fucking cockroach. What rose son you are? You're the son of a thousand fathers, all bastards like you. You are a smelly pirate hooker. You look like a blueberry. 
Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! You're the problem. You're the fucking problem. You fucking Dr. White, onking, jam rag, arking, spunk, bubba, fucking hoity toity, hey buddy, fucking. Hey, enough of the curse words, alright? Kiss my sweaty balls, you fat fuck. Fuck you, fuckball. Shut that cunt's mouth or I'll come over there and fuck start her head. You cock juggling thunder cunt. Hey, try not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot. You insignificant cunt, little fuck. Stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. Shit, it ain't son of a bitch. Bastard, douchebag, twat, dickhead. Boy, I wouldn't give a squirt of piss for your ass right now. For me, you're somewhere between a cockroach and that white stuff that accumulates at the corner of your mouth when you're really thirsty. You're part eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you're a cantaloupe. <laughs> you're a real boring fuck. Sorry. So I know that you disapprove of swearing. So I'll sell that. You are a boring F star star cunt. I fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. If I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. And furthermore, you can all go fuck yourselves. Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Thank you.